happy. Are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. We're going to do the rest. Uh, what, are, what, what, what is the rest? What do you do here? Well, we're, we're a podcast that puts you to sleep. Basically, what I'm going to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's running through your brain, whatever's got you tossing and turning, something you're worried about, thinking about, planning, regretting, any of those things you say, well, geez, I wish there was a time in the day for me to get this done. This uh, because why, why do you guys start talking about this right when I want to go to sleep? It's like the committee in your brain, right after you pull the covers up, that one part of your brain, the, the ga- gavel brain, I think that is technically... Not what it's called, but there was, I think there was a book, The Gavel Brain. It was by, um, it wasn't Thurgood Marshall, uh, but it was a guy, Marshall, oh no, maybe it's Dr. Feelgood that wrote that book. Or Thurgood Feelgood, Marshall Thurgood, I don't know, he was some impersonator. But he had a book, The Gavel Brain. And you know, but but in this situation, it's like you say, oh, oh, those covers are so nice. I mean, that's a good. And then all of a sudden, the gavel brain says, boom, 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 and they say, I call this meeting to order. And usually, they don't even have the decency to follow. I think that's Robert's rules of order. They just everybody starts talking at once. It's kind of like you're. Uh, and they're saying people are pulling at you, like you got tickets to some free tickets to something. I don't know, but they say, hey, you get over here, get over here. What did you do this morning? Do you have your clothes laid out for tomorrow? What about the next day? And that's just, I mean, that's like easy stuff to deal with, but they're they're laying it on you, you know, more intense things, if you know what I'm saying. And I want to point, you know, I'm not trying to shame any parts of you or point out, you know, lay the blame on the gavel brain. That wasn't even my theory. Like I said, it was a you know, doctor feel good or whatever. Maybe he was like a fourth cousin of Thurgood Mar. I don't know. I, you know, possibly if, if disowned by the fam, or at least a distance, the family said, well, you know, yeah, he's related to us. We love him in his own special. Oh, no, that's my family. We love you in your own special way. Or maybe that's my gavel brain. But anyway, I, this is what the podcast does. It distracts you from things like... uh what, what, whatever you experience that might be similar or relatable to gavel brain by talking about things like gavel brain, you'd be like, oh boy, I never called it gavel brain. And it kind of sucks. Like that, maybe that guy should be called gravel mouth because the way he says gavel brain and he is talking gobbledygook or gobbledygook. So well, now, I'm not saying, now there's no meeting. Is it Robert's Rules of Order? And then it makes me think of Judge Justice John Roberts, and he said, "Is this guy? Is he? Are those?" And I say, "Oh, I'm, I'm feeling a little tired here. I'm going to keep listening uh, because my brain seems to have quieted down." The meeting, uh, the gavel brain actually said, "Well, well uh, I call uh, whatever the hell they do in Roberts order. I don't know when you got a bathroom break. What do they call that? It's not an absence, temp- not an absence, not a uh, a break. They have a fancy word for break." And then they say, I second that proposal to listen to this guy. He sounds, you know, 
He's, I love being, the guy with the gavel's like, I love being called gavel brain. Do you say there's a book about me, sir? I'm going to listen too. And I won't be banging this gavel. Was it a doctor that wrote the book about me? Was it, do, do, can I see, do you have a picture of the cover? So I'm going to distract those parts of your brain. You all distract as well. But in in some sense, I'm going to get through this intro. You'll say, well, say okay, everybody's quiet here. And listening to this guy, I'm just going to roll over and say, you know, I, I'm going to have to turn my back. I'm still listening, you know, kind of, but my back's turned to you, but we're still in the same bed, you know, imaginary bed in this sense. So even though we're not snuggling, we're together. Even though my back's facing you, it's not a sign. Don't, 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 you know, as long as the gavel brain's looking at me, he's not going to say, oh, Why'd you turn your back on us? We got important stuff here. Uh, this pre-sleep meeting has an agenda that does not involve sleep. Serious subjects. Like what, you know, have you inventoried your cereal lately? So you keep your back to us. That's the thing. I, in some sense, I'm a professional gravel, gravel, gravel brain gavel scooper because I can say stuff like that with a straight face. And in all seriousness, and I say, well, I don't even know what it means, but it came out of my mouth. I said it, and I'm going to go with it. And that's why I say you fall asleep whenever you want, because that's the kind of business we're doing here. It's not silly business. It's a little bit silly, a little bit serious. I'm trying to help you fall asleep by distracting you. And a lot, some of you, if this is your first time, you're saying, whoa, boy, this is out, outside of the, uh, it means that the mean has been deviated here, clearly. And, uh, yeah, we're outside of the standard deviation. We don't, they don't even, they said, uh, I think, actually, that was one of the reviewers of the gavel brain. I can see it on the back. Uh, this book deviates, oh, no, deviates from all legal standards. Psychological, okay, never mind. Don't, don't listen to me. Uh, you know, that, that was a book blurb, and I think it was written by uh, Dr. Pythagoras, clearly another made-up name. But yeah, so that's it. I, I talk, I distract you, a little bit outside of normal, a little bit silly. I, I, I t you know, I try to behave, I don't, I don't know, that's it. I talk as a podcast to put you to sleep. You listen for a little while, fall asleep, set your sleep timer on your phone or leave it playing and then turn it off later. Lots of, you know, well, if it's your alarm, you don't want the battery to die. Uh, but that's it. I'm glad you're here. I hope you f help you fall asleep. We come out Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday nights. And I'm glad you're here. I hope I help you fall asleep. We're on the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can get a hold of me by Twitter. That's uh, at Dear Scooter. You can email me, sleepwithmepodcast, feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can get us on Facebook. You can comment on the website. Love to hear from you. I'm trying to think what else I said. What's you guys yeah, supposed to ask you guys? Oh, uh, if you want to help, if you're listening for a while and you say, hey, how do I help you out? Go to Amazon. Go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash Amazon. If you're planning on doing any shopping on Amazon and you can, when you buy stuff, they won't charge any extra money. They give us a percentage of some of the stuff you buy. And that'll help pay the bills. The main way you can support the podcast is by telling your friends and neighbors or your associates or the places on the internet you go to say, well, geez, I want to know 
you know, I love sparkle toenails. And I want to, you know, find out how to do this new sparkle style toenail. Over at, you know, spark, community sparkle toenail enthusiast.com. And say, hey, if anybody over here, you know, you know you're so, you got a big sparkle toenail competition coming up and you're worried and you can't sleep, try this podcast. It's not the sparkle toenails of a podcast, but it's not the dirty toenails of podcast either. It's kind of like the, uh, oh yeah, that guy's toenails. Hmm, yeah, oh yeah, he's, uh, you know, not normal. I'm not saying his toenails are normal, but they're not. It's a, I guess we're just a to, normal, uh, average toenail, pot, uh, probably a bad analogy. I, it, that's what I specialize in. But I'm here. I hope I help you fall asleep. And, uh, you know, that's that's it. All right. I want to thank uh, Chris Posty Posterson, who does our uh, music. He's got a podcast, Sounds Like an Earful, over at soundslikeanearful.com. Well, I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer, who are in charge of our artwork. I want to thank the Lord and the Lady, you know, the Frenestrator General. I want to thank Baroness, Divine. We got Ahab's wife. Every so many people to thank. But I have to, I'll have to think of a new way to start thanking people that are nicknames because I got so many people over on Twitter. I want to thank Jake, Heidi M, Legit Christie, uh, Justin M. I'll talk about Justin M in a second. I want to thank Anthony over on Facebook, Laura, Jeremy, Sam, Bonnie, Patty, Julie, Kimberly L, Andrea G. That was the email. Yeah, Andrea G, Jeremy, they both uh, reached out to me this weekend. I said, oh, I should put a smiles on my faces. Oh, wait, I got one. Only a smile on my face. We have that herpy mask, too. Over on YouTube, I want to thank Lel. Over on YouTube, I want to thank Lel. I want to thank Sean. I want to thank Rouge or Rogue. I always get those two words. I have problems with those two words. I want to thank Rebecca, Frozak. And then I want to thank Angela over at the sundaychapter.blogspot.com who wrote wrote a nice thing about us uh I think on Sunday, and her site is the Sunday chapter. So that's nice. I also want to thank, say hi to Fifi. Say hi to Fifi and Angela. Thank you, Angela. And I just want to say Justin M's a little bit of a podcast here. You, you guys that know who he is will be able to figure it out, I think, just from that. Or the fact that he says, you know, siblings, and then that should be enough. Uh, but, but uh, you know, that, that was cool to hear from somebody that I look up to. And then over on iTunes, I want to thank Insomniac25 Years, who it turns out has been awake for 25 years. So somebody should get the Guinness Book online. But they said, this podcast finally put them to sleep. They tried everything, medications and other stuff. And we're bumping them up from one to two to five to six hours. So that's a beautiful thing. And, and you, you know, so I'm glad that we can help you. And uh, so it's a, geez, I'm, I'm, every time I read something like that, I'm really humbled. And some stories I hear, you guys wouldn't believe the stories I hear uh, from some people out there and the times they're going through. And so, and I just want to say to everybody listening, you're part of it. It's not me. This isn't just like a one-man operation. 
And I don't know how to explain it. It doesn't make any sense to me. This podcast works. You tell me that. I say, well, she's, I'll just keep trying to do it. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. But I do know that it goes hand in hand with you guys. And even you sitting around. Right now, you might be picking your toes. And you say, geez, well, I don't, I don't do anything for Scooter. Yeah, well, you do something. I don't know what the, that's your non-sleeping brain telling you that crap. And I don't know, sometimes you are doing, believe me, you know, you can't sell books saying, well, you're sitting around picking your toes. And you try to explain, well, it's some sort of positive vibration. Well, no, I don't know what the hell it is. But you are helping, you're doing something. I don't know what the hell to tell you. And stuff to get credit. You said, well, geez, could I get some of that, uh, uh, could I get, uh, you know, share the brain by an entertainer of the year award then with you? And since I was picking your toe, my toes listening to your podcast, don't I deserve, no, 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 I don't share the, the, the caveats like brain by an entertainer of the year. You know, you got to make up your own awards. It's, it's that easy. Toe picker, boom. Toe picker of the, toe picker. Of the century, toe picker of the uh, centuries longer than a decade, right? Uh, toe, uh, hmm, yeah, just world's greatest toe picker, okay? Well, there, there you go, there's your award, you deserve it. So thank you guys, thank you all for your support, whether it be silent, whether it be through uh, physical manipulation of your toes, in, in unintentional support like that. We're sharing these heartwarming and heartbreaking stories of the times, you know, you're going through. I'm glad to be a part of it. But I also want to tell you, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I wouldn't be able to do it without you. And so and I said, well, geez, that doesn't make any sense. Well, you, you listen to the podcast, okay? So thank you all, and I hope I help you fall asleep. Right, hey guys, it's uh, trending Twitter Tuesday. It's actually, believe it or not, it's Monday. Yeah, it's, believe it or not, it's Monday. I'm really under the gun. It's 7.10 p.m., Monday, May 11th. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they, uh, stuff going on, life stuff, nothing, no, just family uh, in town for some stuff. But uh, believe it or not, my mom made it out here, so that should show... How, how how far she's made it. She flew across the country, so uh, that's cool. So, and she says thank you for all, all of you that wished her well. Those of you that wished her ill, she says uh, hi to you as well. She says, hold no, hold no grudges. She says, well, if you're going to wish a boring man's mother ill, you, uh, well, actually, none of you wished her ill. That was why. I said, why didn't I? Why didn't mom have a good comeback for? And I said, "Oh, there's no." I said, "Yeah, there's no comeback needed." So I've been thinking we have this freedom right now with no series going. And I said, "Well, she said, what are we gonna do?" And I know one thing people have been getting a hold of me about every once in a while. Someone will say, "Man, what happened with that pitching Tim Curry series? I really liked that." Uh, our initial episode, and, and you know, are you going to do any more t- pitching Tim Curry? And I was torn. I, I'll be honest, I was torn. A couple. I think I was uh, formally apologized to Tim Curry and the Tim Tim Curry fan, fandom. Or, or I guess I, I said, "Well, do I need?" I apologize in lieu of. Uh, I said, "Well, Jesus, someone informed me." 
after that episode came out, they said, hey, the reason Tim Curry's not out in the public anymore is he suffered a stroke, which I was unaware of because I'm a buffoon. And I said to myself, well, I don't know about this Tim Curry stuff. It wasn't going to be like a regular series anyway. It's just going to be an occasional thing. But I said, I just don't want to do anything that, like, my love of Tim Curry. Like I said, Crispin Glover, Tim Curry, put them, either one of them in a movie or both of them in a movie, and I'll pay whatever, 12 bucks. You know, I said, gee, wait, Tim Curry's in that? Well, I was on the fence, but now I'm going to see. Did you say Crispin Glover's in there? i got to see if he's aged because he doesn't age, I tell you. He's some sort of wonderful demon, you know, he doesn't age, George McFly. And I said, well, he's pitching Crispin Glover, but probably too many, you know, as much as I love Crispin Glover, doesn't have a pitching Tim Curry. It's the right amount of syllables. It's the right, 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 pitching Crispin. I think it might be the two syllables, Crispin Glover, pitching Crispin Glover. I think you need one syllable on the first name, maybe. It just doesn't pop like pitching Tim Curry. Again, I said, well, geez, I don't want to, you know, again, I don't want to, I mean, God forbid, like, somebody listens to this. Like, so let's say Tim Curry's got an aunt who has a nephew that's not related to Tim Curry. She says, what are you doing up there? He says, oh, listen, remember, I don't know what the relative, he said, you know that my second uncle, Tim Curry, this guy, he's a, you know, he would be laughing at it. She would think I'm laughing at like I'm. It's at Tim's expense, Mr. Curry's expense. It gets word to him, and I, you know I don't care about any blowback. I just don't want to hurt someone that I, I I have a great respect for. But at the same time, just like some of the listeners, I said, oh, "Geez, I can't shake this uh, love of pitching uh, projects in Tim Curry." I don't know 100 percent what's going on with Tim Curry. I said, "Well, geez, I don't want to dig too deep." But I say, well, geez, I, I have these ideas. And I said, well, gee, I don't know. And, and and then also the thing came up, you know, people have listened to the episodes. They said, what are you putting me on? Did, it was a really a pitch fest. And you found, uh, 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 you know, did that really happen? Did you really pitch Tim Curry's agent? And I would say to you, and I said, well, gee, they might, and it's called Pitching Tim Curry, because ideally, like the first episode, I said, well, geez, like that one, Mr. Curry was on the phone, and he said, he, but he didn't really say anything. He was just there with his agent. And he said, geez, did that, was that imaginary, or did it take place? I never, you know, it was, and I say, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was like a, a child's ideal. A boy's dream, a man's dream now to pitch Tim Curry on ideas. So this is a fiction, fictional dream of me pitching Tim Curry, p- pitching Tim Curry's agent. Last episode was fiction. But don't let that distract you from the love of, of, of saying, well, geez, if, if this could get in, I guess in, in the ultimate act of... Uh, a fan fi- it's like you can't have fan fiction with a living guy but I think the point is that I'm a buffoon and, and I can't sit out pitching Tim Curry and it's kind of boring a lot of my pitches are boring so t- if, if anyone out there is sensitive to this or if God forbid someone that actually knows Tim Curry and loves him or you know who thinks that she's let me know. I have to take the episode down in two seconds if it, if you think it hurt, it would be hurtful.
I say, just like, you know, punishments being handed down to Tom Brady in the New England Patriots, you know, hand, hand down my punishment. He'll put me on the bench or whatever. Uh, but here we go. We're going with another episode of Pitching Tim Curry. Pitching Tim Curry. Well, p- Pitching Tim Curry's agent, but, but that doesn't sound as good either. So it was with all this awkwardness and... You know, internal struggle, I said, geez, I found out this stuff. Why, you know, why, oh, why didn't the agent say anything? Oh, because I forced myself on the agent. He said, geez, uh, you know, you're really, I think I said something like, remember there was a young guy and then there was the older guy. You should, should have wrote down their names in the agency they work for. The agency changed names, you know, to protect the innocent. And I said, I remember that guy. The guy's a younger agent, and, so she's, and then I heard, so then I did all, went through all that. And, of course, I heard from the Diamond Dogs script competition. Now, like I said, now defunct. I think some subsidiary, some, you know, still in litigation with me, uh, plaintiff, I'm the plaintiff. No, wait, my other defendant. I always try to say, geez, on those shows... You know, what, what would, where would I be on, where, where would I, what, what type of ire from Judge Judy would I in, 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 incur? But I said, well, she said, those are bridges are, I said, I don't remember burning those bridges, but they seem pretty uh, singed up and uh, gone to ash. And then that strip competition, I said, well, geez, I noticed here if I donated, they said, you know, a lot of these things are made you know, where they're selling people's hopes and dreams, like, and I said to myself, well, you know, maybe my hopes and dreams are better off, you know, shared like a cup of coffee instead of barging in on an agent, and I think, and I said, give me Tim Curry on the phone, I mean, I don't think I did that, but I said, geez, well, maybe the war, maybe I, maybe I'm being selfish with these stories and saying, geez, I gotta pitch Tim Curry, and, and or pitch, you know, instead of saying pitching Tim Curry, and I'm not talking about baseball. I'm saying, uh, you know, just go out to strangers on the street. Fifty one A, my bus. I said, geez, why don't you start at home or, or start at a place you spend a lot of time, almost your home. Some people say about as clean as your home, the 51A bus that I take multiple times a week, sometimes, you know, many times. And I say, what does he say? Get on the bus and the bus and then somebody says, uh, what is this, a crossover episode? I say, I don't know. I don't know. Just, a ha- you know, happens to be, you know, a little 51A action. It's a, it's a tale on the 51A, partially on the 51, tale, part, partially on the 51A, not a tale from, well, from, but I was on there, and I was sitting there, and I said, oh, geez, okay, how am I going to, I said, I've been meaning to read that book, what's it called, How to Work a Room, small talk book, my say, say, the gentleman I go to see to talk to, counselor, whatever you call it, uh, therapist, I think, is a, a, a term people say, oh, boy, that guy, okay. He said, oh, I can identify. So he gave me this book two different occasions. Once I gave it back to me, I said, listen, I, I, this has been a, I, I had to clean out under my bed. I found this book. I think it's yours. 
And you know, a couple of times he was, he had to awkward bring it up like he was the uh, patient. He said, "Hey, remember that book I gave you? You get it? You don't seem to be making any small. You don't seem to be working any rooms." And I said, "My friend, uh, you know, he said we're on the clock here. This isn't a library. You know, do you, do you have a uh, checkout card?" So the first time I gave it, I said, listen, the great intent. And I said, great book. Oh, boy, I got so many tips out of that, how to work a room, small talk, rapport. He's not, you know, one day I will shine like a, a little a little rapport machine. And then the second time he said, he, he had forget. He said, well, this guy obviously, some time passed. And he said, he must have found the book. He said, you know, you should read this book. Have I ever told you about it? And I said, well, I've been through this before. I said, oh, boy. And I said, is this a test? And then he said, what do you mean? I said, no, uh, oh, oh, uh, a test here, rapport building test. He said, and he was confused. And I said, well, it's not a test unless it's a real good test. But I said, hey, uh, he said, uh, hey, uh, what, what do you uh you know, why don't you work in some small talk? You're talking about your, uh, you know, and I said, well, I'm busy, you know, was it? And I said, okay, okay, probably best for me. Yeah, get some small talk, work a room. I said, how about I work a bus? And he said, well, he said, why don't you start somewhere more friendly, like some places you go where there's people that share something in common with you. And I said, yeah, like we're riding a bus together. That's pretty... He said, no, like a common interest. And I'm like, like avoiding weirdos, like on a bus. He said, no, more like, you know, a common, you guys go to the same place for meetings. And I said, a meeting on a bus? I said, is it, there should be an app for that. I said, did I tell you I pray to the gods old and new? And he said, oh, do you do that on your blog? And I said, no, it's a podcast. I hope you don't, I hope he's not listening to this holding moly. He says it's a podcast, not a blog. I say that every week. And he says, "Yeah, yeah, we had a podcast." And I said, "Oh boy!" And he says, "So are you going to start working? You know that room you go to? The rooms they even go out the rooms." And he said, "You know, take this book. You know, see what you use, what you can. You know, hold, use what you can. I'm sure you got plenty of places you could use it." And I said, "Well, yeah, I've got one place under my bed, a dust, but yeah, so." So, but then I said to myself, I was on the bus. I said, you know, I was thinking about this Tim Curry. I said, okay, let's start pitching to, but you can't just open up with a Tim Curry line. And I said, well, just how work the room. I said, pretend like you're a host. That's one of the tips in the small talking books. Pretend like you're a host. And I said, okay, like I'm the bus host. Well, that's uh, that's a, a title reserved for lunatics and mostly like false prophets. I think false prophets or drunk people, both situations I've been in, that's when you start being the bus host. And I said, well, geez, maybe I could be, I'm not drunk. In some sense, some people could say I'm a false prophet because uh, I said, well, geez, how do you define a false prophet? And then someone moved. I was sitting there. I said, oh, I was talking to myself on the bus. Okay, that doesn't work. And I noticed, you know, a lot of people on bus are scrolling on their phones. But so I uh, I noticed a lot of people, you know, really distract themselves on the bus by you know, using their phone. So I said, oh, you just let me, maybe there's some sort of uh, 
As I say, I start scrolling through my phone and doing the old talking out loud. And hope, I say, oh, there's a couple people younger than me. A younger, younger woman. I say, well, geez, she's uh, close. She's close to me, like directly uh, to my right across the row. And I say, well, she says she was scrolling away on her phone. I was like, is that face? I saw some blue. I was like, is that face? But I said, okay, don't look. Don't look too close. Remember the bus rules. And I say, oh, looky here, Star Connor on Twitter. And I even, I don't look at her. I look around the bus. I say, I pretend I'm the, well, geez, it can't be the bus host because that's too, because uh, I've done that before. That didn't work. You know. I said, maybe I could be the Twitter bus host. And I say, fancy that. I say, woof. I say, like, it feels like, uh, you know, I would hashtag that, like L-H-H-H-A-T-L. Oh, boy, and I wouldn't even know what any, what I was talking about. And she actually laughed, and I said, oh, she's, uh, hey, pardon me, you wouldn't even know who Star Connor was uh, or what the uh, Heltel and she she laughed, and I think she she's trying to explain it to me. But every time she tried to explain, I was thinking of Sinead O'Connor and Jem, uh, truly, truly, truly outrageous. Who was like, a, and I said, well, just what if uh, Sinead O'Connor? Sinead O'Connor. Sinead O'Connor. She was like an '80s singer, and then Star Jem was like an '80s. Uh, attempt to uh, barbify, barbify music. And I said, well, geez, what if those two? And then I said, well, geez, Sinead O'Connor's probably older than me. So then I said, well, geez, she'd be a Wyatt Star O'Connor. And she gives the girl, she, the woman, young woman, she waved her hands in front of my face. I said, oh, sorry, I was thinking of, uh, I said, oh, and I said, oh, oh, I said, that's so interesting, that's great. I said, I really feel like I nailed this one down. And I said, you're riding the bus all the way, you know, off across the island? And she said, oh, oh, yeah, all the way to, all the way to, uh, all the way to street name removed for, you know, for anybody who's stalking her via this podcast, she didn't ask me to. I said, just in case, you know. I said it to myself, and she said, "Geez, what do you do? You you uh, you just read off tweets to meet, make friends with strangers." And I said, "Is it that transparent?" And she said, "Well, geez, I said I was thinking to be the Twitter bus host." And I, I, I she said. <laughs> Your job failed. She said, I'm, I'm sending the fail whale for you. And I, I said, oh, well, I said, okay. And, then, and he says, well, let me tell you, you know, we don't get all day, so I'm going to get right to the point. And she said, she goes, no, you're nice. And I said, no, 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 not that. I said, I'm not going to ask you out. And she, then she crossed her arms like her oomph. And I said, you can't have it both ways. You can't pre, pre-reject and then, uh, you know, scorn me for, I said, you know, I, I, I have changed my ways on the bus uh, from imaginarily hitting on women to just not doing it. I said, I'm just here to be friendly, like a Twitter bus host. And I said, but I said, you know, we're getting, you know, we're on the bus, we're moving, we're, we're, we're balancing. I said, there's going to be a little traffic up here. 
but you mind if I bend your ear? I got something on my mind weighing on me a bit. And I said, you know, if I was working on a book, How to Work a Bus, like, like which would be stolen ideas from How to Work a Room, you know, I'd keep going. I'd say, well, geez, let's uh, I'd, I'd move on to Chapter 2, which I have not read of the book. Before I copied it, I would, you know, read it. But probably as it was talking to you about your, but I, you know, I got something. It's about me right now. And he said, "You already, you know, so you owe me that from original." She, she was getting me. She said, "Okay, you're you're not dangerous. You're just different." And I said, "Boom." And I said, "I like to say boom like one once an episode." And she said, "What episode?" About? And I said, "Well, let me tell you. I got this idea." I said, "You, you know, you you look like you're." Not that much younger than me, but you look like a young, a young person. And I, I say, you familiar with Tim Curry? And she clapped, and she said, oh, yeah, yeah. And she listed off her favorite Tim Curry movies, uh, which were, were, were not the same as mine. But I said, okay, respect, respect is, is, is a part of this uh, rapport-building process. And I said, you know, I, I love him, and I, I, I like to, you know, one of my pastimes is coming up with Tim Curry movies and she said, well, that's not very nice with you. And I said, I know. I said, that's why. I said, well, let me pitch you. Would you want to see Tim Curry in a movie? And I'll tell you a movie and you tell me if you want to see him in it or, or a project. And she said, do you know Tim Curry? I said, do you think? And we both laughed before we looked around. And I said, I, I'm, I'm playing Twitter host on a bus. You know, nothing wrong with that. But, but you know. If I knew Tim Curry, that would have been, I said, pardon me, ma'am, I know Tim Curry. And I can't help but notice you would reject me, but I said that first, how you, and then she was really laughing, and she said, I might just say yes now. And I said, well, I uh, don't date bus riders. And, and then that went south within about a point. I don't know what is quicker, a megasecond or a millisecond, but the bus drivers are, and started screaming at me. And then I said, then people were, yelling, you know, shaming me. And I said, no, 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 it's not what you think. I said, I should have said, I don't harass bus riders by asking them out on un... I said, I'd love to date bus riders, but, but I, they don't... And then, and then someone said, get the bus. And I said, and, and, that bus, and, and then the young woman, she was kind enough to say, oh, no, no, no. You know, he's got some, you know, and then I said, oh, okay, yeah, you'll deflect it that way by making me the, uh, instead of taking the scorn, make it into pity, a little pity, you know, pity whale coming instead of the fail whale. And she said, no, the balloon's carrying it, say pity for you. And I said, we, we, maybe you could write it on the underside of the web. Well, let me tell you these Tim Curry, I had a couple of Tim Curry projects I'm thinking about. And I said, one, I haven't been able to crack still. That was the original project I was thinking. And I said, maybe I've expanded a little bit, but it was I've always been interested in Punch and Judy. And she, I said, are you finished? She said, yeah, yeah, I saw them at the street festival. Crazy stuff. And I said, can you believe, you know, all those kids are there listening to that story? And I said, I'm not opposed to that. But I said, it's amazing, you know. And it's such a wild thing. And I said, I was thinking, I said, you know, about this guy traveling from town to town like a busker, the man behind Punch and Judy, traveling from town to town, 
unpack and punch into it. He put it on the shows. And I say, maybe Tim Curry would be that man, you know, going from town to town doing it. And I said, but that's all I got. And she said, well, I could see that. And I said, you know, black coat, dress shirt. And she said, you better flush the story out more. She said, you know, maybe, maybe you should pitch me on something else. And I said, okay, okay. And she, well, she said, as a matter of fact, I'm going to get off at this stop because, uh, she was a tide. She said, actually, you better get off at this stop because the bus driver I saw her on a radio. And I said, okay, great idea. Head off the police or the, uh, the awkwardness. And she said, I probably could walk from here or something, you know, wait for two more bus. I said, okay, thank you. For, you have a wonderful day. And she said, good luck with your imaginary project. I said, oh, yeah, thank you. And so then I got off of that bus. And I saw the bus drive, and I said, well, geez, there's another bus stop, Kitty Corner, from there for no other buses, 20, 21, I think. I don't know what else stops there. Maybe the uh, OX, the OX, as we call it. I don't ride it, but I said if I rode it, I would call it the I'm on the OX. Well, yeah, so, yeah, I went over that bus stop. It looked pretty packed. And I said, hey, uh, hey, everybody. I said, whoa, boy, you went right into bus stop host. And I said, how's everybody doing? And everyone said, oh, boy. And I said, hey, what time's the bus running late? And everybody surprised him, blah, blah, blah. And I said, who's riding the ox today? And that didn't get anything. And I said, man, I feel good. I feel good right now. I feel about as good as when last night, uh, DW, D, DWTS, you know, like when Noel, Noel, Noah Galloway shocked his girlfriend with that heartwarming proposal on DTTWS, a.k.a. Dancing with the Stars, and I went right into a dance move with a, they don't have newspaper stands anymore, so I guess it was a recycling trash can. And I said, my R2, have you lost some weight? And I spun it around, and a couple of people were laughing. Well, maybe they were snickering. And I said, don't worry, folks, I'm perfectly, uh, you know, sober. I'm not, I'm sober, don't worry. And I said, I'm, you know, we're just here, uh, a new, we got a new program. I'm thinking about starting a nonprofit, uh, bus hosts, bus stop hosts. Adopt a bus stop. What, what do you think about that, ma'am? How you doing? Uh, she said, are you a reporter? And I said, I'm reporting the the good news, not non-religious good news. The good news is, uh, you know, for right now, I'm going to be the uh, host of this bus stop. And no no frowns allowed, allowed unless you need to. You know, we could say we could talk about uh, like shows like Jane the Virgin, which I haven't caught yet. Anybody catch any Jane the Virgin fans here? Here it's an Emmy contender. You know, Jane the Virgin's Jamie Camel. She's out there teasing the season finale, you know, doing the good work. And I know you said, you, some of you always have looking at me say, Jesus, this guy, are you, you're trying to figure out, am I here, am I, am I a false prophet? And, hmm. They say, you know, it's complicated, those are complicated, false 
Yeah, well, you know, authentic, false, like fake. Some say, say, I think it was in that movie with uh, Johnny Depp and uh, Al Pacino Fugazi. And I say, oh, Jesus, this guy, you're going to be, or, or am I so mad? I'm not here to, I'm not here, I'm not, it's a non-confrontational bus. So it's just like you're at a party. And you show up, you say, well, geez, I, I, I might not want to be bothered at this party or with this party, but I hope I feel welcome while I'm deciding how I feel. Wouldn't that be a wonderful way to go to every party? You're hosted, you know, but, but then you say, well, and you say, well, that would be a horrible world to live in. That's what an old one would And I said, well, how so? And she said, well, you know, that's a 50-50 deal here on Earth. And I said, sometimes it doesn't feel like it, does it? And she elbowed me. She said, well, Chase, you're not. And I said, yeah, you, you know, like, uh, and she said, I said, I got a movie to pitch you. A few of you gather around if you if you want to. No soapbox. And they said, are you going to try to convert us? Like uh, something. And I said, what, something like, you know, bread films, good news films, something like that. And I, I said, well, yeah, I'm going to try to convert you. I'm going to try to convert you to a project. And I said, as a matter of fact, it does have a uh, religious bent, but not, it doesn't take place here in the U.S., so it makes it less contradictional. And someone said, did you just say contradictional? And someone said, did you just say contradictional? And I said, I did. And they said, well, what, what happened? And I said, well, I was thinking of controversial, con in your face, in another word, confrontational, controversial, and in your face. And I accidentally combined it into one word. I wish I could claim credit for it, but my brain did it. A little brain hiccup, controversial. But that it means all three of those things. And that's the film I've been thinking of, a little motion picture. It takes place over in the, in the uh, island of Great Britain, I'd say. Maybe, maybe, maybe Wales. Maybe, you know, country, English countryside, maybe if I knew what pastoral means, but, but does that have anything to do with patriarchy? Because I don't want to get involved in that. But this movie's going to touch on themes that we're talking about, religion and Tim Curry and, uh, you know, controversy and, uh, you know, spirit, spirit versus, uh, and somebody said, you're losing us. And I said, who, who here loves Tim Curry? Who here? And, and then I was, what's it? What's it? I haven't thought about it. And, that, and then it started a little chitter chat. I said, whoa, 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 wait a second. Let me chat. Who here does not? I said, whoa, whoa, who here does not love Tim Curry? Raise your hand. And one person raised their hand. And I said, you're trying to, be, you know, make trouble for me. Uh, I'm the bus stop ups. You're welcome to make trouble for me. What Welcome. I, I welcome you. I welcome your trouble. Welcome to my... They said, oh, actually, this isn't normally my bus stop, but today I'm hosting uh, for, for the next few minutes until that police car works away down the street is looking for me on the wrong bus. You know, until then, I'm your host. And by host, I mean your inner, you know, I'm going to pitch you, close your eyes, take a little trip. If the bus comes, I'll, I'll probably, you know, sometime, I might get so much in the zone I don't, but we should be able to hear it collectively. But I don't know how many of your church-going folks... And I'm not even sure. I know they got in in England. They have like Anglicans. I know they have Protestants, Anglicans, maybe some Catholics, and uh, some you know 
Anglo-Saxon, is that a religion? And I said, well, no, it's not. Let's keep it going. I said, well, here in Alameda, we got some churches, different churches, different faiths. You know, it's a place you might go for community. It's a place you might go for forgiveness. Let's say you're George Zimmerman and you've been injured by flying glass in a shooting. And police say, hey, you maybe you should change. You know, you're getting involved in all these shootings. Maybe you should change your ways. Maybe he stops down at a church. Maybe the church one of you goes to. I want you to picture that in your mind. Maybe I've only been at church because you you had to go, or you're supposed to go, or you said, well, geez, I want to make other people happy. I'm going to go to your church. I'm going to sit around. I'm going to be polite. You know, I, I, I'm not a church. I'm not the host of the church. I'm going to host this bus stop. And again, I'm not, look, uh, the controversy bus does not travel on this line. So I don't want anybody to say, oh boy, this is controversy. But it, but uh, I want you to take a second and picture your, your church, or the last church you were at, or recent church, or church that holds a special place in your heart. And I want you to think about a character played by Tim Curry. He's possibly in an organ, playing the organ and singing. Possibly he's been, he, he, he's at his current age. He's been through, you know, he, he's a man, single man, playing the organ in a church, putting his heart and his soul into it. Maybe he's a choir leader, maybe he's the organist, but there's also, you know, some pain he's been through, some trials, some trials. Some controversial, not no. He, he he hasn't been through any controversials, but he's he's lived his life, and he. But he, you can feel it in his music, and people come, and, and and you can see it in his face. The people that are lonely, they say, "Jesus, there's something in his eyes that uh, it reminds me of me." But none of that's important right now. What's important is he's there. He says the organ in your mind is swept up in the music, but as he goes into one of those, you know, times when you're not, you're not paying attention to the music, you're not paying it. Maybe it's between one of those lulls in the service. Maybe it's between the start or the finish of the service. Uh, maybe it's a part where nobody's talking or you're supposed to have a quiet contemplation. You look up and you see this big, uh, Big chandelier. I'm not sure if that's what they're called nowadays, but it's huge. And you wonder, geez, that thing. And you notice when you look up, you see as uh, as Mr. Curry, the character played by Mr. Curry, as he's playing it, he's looking at that same chandelier. He's staring at it, and he's playing harder and harder, and the lights reflecting on it. It's playing at some sort of opening sequence, possibly. Maybe the second sequence or the third sequence of the film. Maybe none of the above. Maybe this is just me set in the mood here at our bus stop that we share together for these brief moments. But, but, but at some point, you say to yourself as a fictional character, because I've put the thought in your mind, I've written the thought, and I've instructed you in some sense to wait after church. Just you, you're, you're there by yourself too. You're alone. And you go to Mr. Curry and he's folding up whatever the, the thing he wears as he plays the organ. He's putting the cover back on the organ, checking the pipes, making sure you say, man, that was a beautiful, that was beautiful. So, uh, Reverend Father, he said, oh, no, 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 I'm uh, 
you know, Bert, I think probably a Bert, maybe not a Bert, maybe, maybe, but, but for now, he's a Bert. And you say, that was a wolf, I would say, thank you, that was uh, a little something, you know, he tells you the name of the song, and he tells you what it means, he says, that was uh, this person saying to that person, you know, the way through, the camel can't fit through the eye of the needle, and that's where the rich guy's got to fit through. But he, he said, I always think to myself, what if the camel didn't have it, its hump, but could it fit through the needle? I think that, I wonder that. And you say, why this guy, you know, everybody's thinking about camels without humps, that's strange. And he said, I saw you staring at that uh, chandelier up there. He said, well, it's not a chandelier, it's a uh, light fixture or something. You know, he says, that's a stratifranian, a franian. You say, Stratifranian, yeah, blown glass, solid glass, blown by the last man to have the plague, as a matter of fact, alone. There's actually a song, and he pulls the cover up here, and he starts to play his song about Stratifranian. Stratifranian, you say, it reminds me of Stratifranian, nothing to do with each other, he says. And he says, yo, I've been having dreams about that chandelier, that light fixture, Stratifranian. I've been writing this song. Last man that had the plague blew the egg last. And he, said, he starts to think about the plague, and he says, it was a mind-boggler. And you say to yourself, what are you saying? There's, and he said, well, he said, what if there's plague trapped inside? Like this? He says, is it dangerous? He says, no, no, it was superheated, you know, when it was blown. He didn't technically have the plague. When he blew the glass, I don't think it, maybe he recovered. He said, I'll have to look in my, I have a book about it. It's called The Plague Blower. Or no, The Glass Plaguer. The Glass Blower of Plague Town. He goes, I don't remember the name of the book. It wasn't a good title. He said, I always think of a new title for it. And you say to yourself, well, we should get rid of it. And he said, well, it's priceless. And you say, everything has a price. I learned that the hard way. And he says, what did you mean? And you tell him. Your tale, woe, the woe that you, you carries you heavy on your heart. It weighs on you. You've gone to this church and every church in town seeking some relief from this weight, and you still haven't found it. And he said, you know, as a matter of fact, when you were playing that song, I felt like I was breathing for the first time in 20 years, Mr. Bart. And he says, and then you notice the father's coming over, and you notice he gets a, a uncomfortable looking. He, he sees you guys looking up at that thing, and uh, Bert, Mr. Curry, says, you know what, it's like, uh, I feel like ex-American Idol, exec Nigel Lithgow. It's time to go. Uh, and he says, see ya. And he walks off and walks away from you. And he said, Father, hey, Father, how you doing? Nice, nice enough priest, nice enough guy. You say, I like this guy. And he says, you see you looking up at the chandelier, the light fixture, the plate, plate, plate glass, you say. And he says, oh, he's telling you. He says, yes, this, he was so, was so blessed. Such a, such a thing to behold. It's beauty. And the pain, uh, he makes many metaphors. He's this guy, he's a sermon re. He gives, he, he's good at, at that stuff. He's a great storyteller. And he, he says, the same, he uses the same words as Bertie says, the thing's priceless. And you say, as a matter of fact, 
Well, while we were talking, I was talking to Bert, and even while I was talking about the core of my father, please forgive me. I was looking up on the phone, you know, going right for something like this. And your phone, your thumb having to split, and then it starts blasting. And father says, what's that? What? He says, what, what is that? He says, oh, here, here's the, this is the first official trailer for Fox's Minority Report series. Sorry, Father. It's just a, I was going to watch that after church, to be honest. I've been looking forward to doing it. Uh, but he goes, you know, you say, Father, this, uh, there is a price. This is how much it's worth. It's worth uh, $750,000. Who owns that? You think of all the things we could do if we sold that, Father. You know, you're talking in your sermon, and you make all these points. And the point is, and then I always look around, the bus stops empty. Uh, the bus must have came, and everybody got on it. Well, maybe there's a couple of people still listening to me. Uh, well, I thought they were saying but they realized they had headsets on, so they just thought I was like a gesticulating madman. And I said, well, you finish out my pitch here, pitch, pitching Tim Curry, uh, paging the bus stop host. And I said, what's would be better? If I was going to really do this bus stop host thing, I'd probably need to bring some drinks. And would you it'd have to be sealed because no one would want it. And I said, well, so we'll just re- try to read chapter two of that uh, small talk. Well, maybe I should read chapter one. Maybe I should read the introduction to that small talk book. And then we're worry about, uh, but I said, which is fish is so, so, uh, I said, what you, I think I was made eye contact with me a couple of times. I'll wait for the ox to come. I said, what you say, uh, you know, you might be saying, uh, I know what you're thinking, review Mad Max Fury Road as an action movie masterpiece, which probably is, but you know, this is more of a small movie. Where, you know, the, the, the lines of faith, they go from black and white to gray to black and white again. Where it's say, geez, well, we've got this valuable uh, sculpture with this storied history worth a fortune. How are we going to decide what to do with the money? We got our music or our organ man or Tim Curry. Now you can say, well, geez, what if Tim? We well, could play the priest as well. And we could write their pastor, father, or deacon, however you say, say, could this be a Buddhist church? Well, probably not. They don't have those nice organs. And is it, or probably don't have that nice channel. You say, Jesus, this isn't a shaming movie. This is one of those Danny Boyle-esque films. Or a movie maybe like Brassed Off, or I don't know. Maybe we could get Pete Postal, I can't pronounce his last name, Postal, that guy. He's usually good in those movies. He say, well, geez, if you didn't get him, you might as well get Ewan McGregor. I say, yeah, I, I agree. And I say, well, geez, if we were, you know, I said, well, it's not assembling Ubercast here, but I said, well, geez, when's the last time I saw Hugh Grant in a movie? I might miss him too, but what was this? This is a Tim Curry vehicle. If he decides to pick it up, you know, keys will be in the car. If Tim Curry takes it, then then we'll see where the vehicle, you know, something, some metaphor like that. But it's you know one of those church, church becomes divided over the fate of the chandelier. Maybe one day it's gone, sold, or I don't know. And then you know you can have little stories branching off. Nothing, you know, but yeah, she said, what else could we have? You said, what you, we could start listening and say, okay, let's not listen. Let's just say, Tim, what do you think? What do you think? Would you play Bert? If I pitched a priest better, would you play him? I said, okay, what does it? 
And I, 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 someone said, are you talking to that mailbox? And I said, uh, you mean my R2 unit? And then the ox pulled up and I bowed to the bus and I, 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 I like uh, acted like a host. And then I said, and then I saw the police car. I said, geez, uh, they're looking for me. I said, I better move on. And I said, well, geez, I could walk home. That'd be a long walk because uh, I'd walk all the way down this one street, hit the beach, the bay beach. Take a right and then take a really long walk. It's a couple miles. And I said, it's getting cold and breezy. And I said, boy, I don't really want to walk. And I said, let's just go two bus stops and then try to catch the bus again. So I walked two bus stops back to the 51 line. Takes me about 10 minutes. I noticed someone's walking at about the same pace as me. I said, hey, you're going to catch the bus. It was a Oh, older gentleman, maybe sixty, and I said, he said, he said, he said, I am. And I said, I said, she said, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to learn how to do a small talk. If you don't mind, if you would walk to the bus stop, can I practice on you? He chuckled. He said, sure. He and I said, well, geez, you man, you watch any TV? He said, okay, time to time. I said, you rabbit ears man or a cable man? Or the company that competes with the cable, I'm not sure what they say. If it's fiber optics, they say it's fiber optics. I don't know if it necessarily is fiber optics. Not straight to the home. Not fiber optics to the home, I know that much. I said, to be honest, is this copper, copper wire man? Possibly copper wire. He said, he said, he said oh, I've been known to do both. He said, I'm, I'm between my... Uh, uh, your cable service providers at this time. I said, well, geez, I said, I said it was funny you say that because I've been uh, perusing the old over-the-airwaves, as they say, uh, but when they say it. And I said, I found, uh, I said, you know, I'm not trying to offend you about your age or anything, sir, but I said, and one day I found myself watching uh, the Howdy Doody program or whatever they call it. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm familiar and I said, I'm not sure if uh, Howdy Doody is the guy or I know Clarabelle's is the clown. I got that much down, I think. And I said, there's like a puppet and there's a guy. Is Buffalo Bob on there? No, no, no. That was from a, a scary movie. They said, but Deputy Dan, and he just laughed at me. He said, he said, this, he said, you play this right. This could be small talk. And I said, is it interactive enough for you, sir? And he, he said, it is. And I said, that was a test. That was a little trap there. And he said, well, why? I can't help it. Why does a, a guy that looks like he could be any age, you know, not quite my age, but, you know, you, and I said, who can say it? A man, man uh, looks like he uh, is of no age. You know? And he said, well, I was trying to think of something funny to say. I couldn't think of it. And he said, he said well, why are you asking about a uh, howdy duty, deputy duty, whatever you called it. The show with Clarabelle. And I said, well, you see, I, I think it's time for a revival or something like that. I noticed it was more nuanced than I thought with adult humor interlaced. Woman in Hot Pants was on the episode. They did a seance where the, I think it was Clarabelle or my, there was a minor, I think, on there. And I said, it was pretty funny. And it had that variety show where it keeps moving. You know, so everybody says, kids today, yeah, they keep moving. And I said, do you ever say that, like, with your cane? He said, I don't have a cane. 
I said, with your fist, and he said, sometimes. I said, you know, I was thinking about, uh, instead of rebooting a Howdy Doody or redoing it, we're saying, this is my homage to Howdy. Is this a Howdy Doody? He said, keep going. I said, what about a show about the making of a show, either back in the day or in present day, about like a Howdy Doody type program? Kind of like, uh, I said, you watch 30 Rock? You watch 30 Rock? I said, it's on syndication now, so it's probably over the air. He said, yeah, well, I like that Tina Fey. And I said, she's great. I said, that's a great casting show. I'm a big fan of casting, too, by the way. And he said, really? And I said, yeah, it's the first person I would cast in my behind-the-duty show. And he said, well, it could be fun. And I said, I was just kidding. I mean, this is uh, Mr. Tim Curry. And he said, oh, interesting. You got my attention. I said, yeah, he could play like uh, anyone. He could be the main character. He could be the producer. He could be. There was a guy like uh, uh, I, I said, you know, and uh, and he said, well, you'd have a lot of work ahead of you because he said, you know, you got uh, a lot of shows to, you know, avoid copying. And I said, yeah. And he said, but I think you might be on the right track. And I said, I, I, I do. He said, but you probably need to explore it more. What's the is is is, is What's the conflict? What's the... Who else do you got on it? I said, do you think Hugh Grant would do it? And he said, well, you'd have, if you get two Englishmen, you'd have to set it in England, probably. And I said, it could be funded by the BBC. And he, said, and he just laughs, and like, I didn't get it, because I guess I didn't. But I said, I said, I, said, I guess I don't get it. I said, yeah. And I said, well, thanks for helping me learn small talk and, uh, you know, test it out on you. Uh, I said, I got to I said, I got to run because I see a police car coming and I, I know they're going to uh, harass me for, uh, you know, uh, pitching. T- I said, I've been, he said, what have you been doing? I said, well, I was trying out this thing, bus, bus, bus host, host of the bus. He said, maybe you could try it just in your imagination on your next bus trip. And he said, sounds delightful. You know, if it keeps it in your imagination, he said, where'd it go wrong? And I said, it actually went wrong inadvertently because I said, I don't date any bus riders. But I didn't, you know, I was, he said, oh, were you imaginary dating bus riders in a previous bus ride? And I said, every bus ride, mostly until some teens said, don't do that. And he said, okay, what's he said? So he said, okay. So, and, then, and, then he, and then he said, and then what happened? I said, well, then I was pitching. I said, then I was pretending I was a bus uh, stop host, host of the bus stops. And he, he, he said, and he said, okay, I can see why authorities were alerted. But he goes, I'll, uh, I'll host this bus coming up here. He goes, you, you, you don't take a street. He goes, as a matter of fact, I got a poncho in here, bright red. They'll never. So he gives me a poncho. I put it on. And I make my way home. I say, thank you. I hope one day I run into. He said, I, want, I hope one day I see uh, your show on the, uh, on the, uh, on the uh, copper wire. One of the copper wires. You know, maybe, and I said, I get it. I get it. You're, you're an enlightened man. And that was, uh, you know, the beginning of uh, many things in my life. Uh, maybe because this just just happened. I said, well, geez, I got the Tim Curry ideas. Pitching strangers on Tim Curry feels much more less abusive because yeah, people say, well, it's just you're not going. You're just making small talk. And uh, 
So that's the kind of selfishness I'd be more comfortable with when it comes to Tim Curry, is using Tim Curry as a rapport builder instead of saying, hey, I'm going to pitch Tim Curry, I get these ideas, he needs to listen to me. That feels a little bit wrong, but this feels okay. It feels like a shoe I could... uh, and being a bus host feels like the kind of uh, a bad idea that that fits me so well. So I don't know what's coming up. Bus hosting tales from the fifty-one. A pitching Tim Curry in a new. You know, you say pitching Tim Curry. Well, how do you? How would you? Because it used to be pitching Tim Curry. Now it's like pitch. Let me pitch on Tim Curry. Well, you know, Tim Curry is more the after. I'm gonna pitch on something. It's going to be uh, Tim Curry, but, you know, I'm going to beat around the bush first. And then, uh, uh, pitching, yeah. Or you just go out bus stop hosting, bus hosting, imaginary hosting. But maybe it's just start reading that book. Uh, what is it called? Engaging. Engaging the bus. Oh, maybe that was it. Maybe, there, maybe I got the two buses. Maybe I had a book about bus customer service mixed up with the small talk book. Oh, no, maybe there's just so much dust on it. That's what it looked like, uh, how to work a bus instead of how... Well, who knows, but I'm glad I'm here. I hope it helped you fall asleep. And I hope you dream of, uh, uh, you know, what, what, you know, Tim Curry smiles over your sleeping, you know, in a non-creepy way, you know, in a way... Kind of like a bus host, you say, oh, geez, I remember that bus host. Tim Hurt, what about Tim Curry, bus host? What do they call him? The motor coach, coach host in England. Maybe, who knows? Okay, but, uh, you know, good night, and uh, thanks for listening to me, as always. Prattle on a whole lot of uh, nonsense, thanks.